And welcome to The New Ugly, the only podcast where you'll get live hot takes of the independent songwriting contest Nur Ein 12. I'm Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Ben, and we're going to give you some live hot reactions to these hot, hot, brand new songs that you've never heard any, any time before in your entire life. How's it going, Ben? It's going great, man. I'm like super amped for live, hot, wet takes of things I've never heard before. It's round six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. We're down to what? One left after this? And then we're Since all, it is all zero down. indexed, that means the next round is the final round. Sure. Yeah. So so shit is getting real. That's right. People's getting cut up in here. If you've been keeping up, there were 20 contestants at the beginning, round zero, and they got cut approximately three at a time. So here we are. And if you've missed all that, you should go back and listen because there were some really good songs. That's right. And we're awesome. I mean, but the songs. In fact, we're so awesome, we now have a Gmail for... um. What's that generation that happened um, before millennials? Generation X? Is that it? Or is it Y? Or I guess it it's X. It's X. Yeah. It's like Generation X. So for you Gen Xers out there, you can email newuglypodcast at gmail.com. Unfortunately, we've both kind of been going in and out of colds for the last few weeks. So if we're a little sniffly or coffee. Yeah, sorry, y'all. This is Madison allergy <laughs> season thing. So. Oh, Wisconsin. Round five, last round. We had Elevator Men was the title, and you had to use prominent repetition. Guess who won that one, Ben? I'm gonna get... Yeah, yeah, that's how I'd guess. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> this is S-Cub with his Elevator Men. Man, I sang this like five times over the week, if not more. Five times. So I mean, probably more than that. At least five times on one day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kept singing it on loop. Uh, so we, you recorded me uh, in my reaction to that, that live reaction the first time I played, and me like jizzing my pants over it. So my wife was like, "Oh, I really want to hear that because after she saw the clip, because it sounds so good." And I was like, "Yes, here is the song." But I. I had somehow played your cover on Twitter before that, so I, I think I was just like going through the Twitter and saw that. And I was like, "Oh, look, listen to Mike. This is good." And then I was like, "Oh, but here's the original." And my wife was like, "Mike's cover is better." And I was like, "Dang!" First, first of all, Ben, no offense, that's because there was video with it. She didn't so see the video. That... She only heard it. She did, saw zero of it. All right, all right. I promise. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, she thinks you're more attractive than me. I've come to terms with that, and I would freely admit that if she had seen that. But she hadn't saw it. She just heard it because I had it on loud on my phone. I had mentioned last week that S-Cub's version felt like it was a little off with the beats. I think it is that maybe he was singing the main vocal melody straight, but then trying to swing some, some of the acapella instrumentation. And I did, in fact, record myself doing a cover. I broke my iPhone doing it, so let's not talk about <laughs> did that. Did you really? Damn. So that was a, a, a fucking expensive cover. Yeah, it was. Shit. And I'm not saying it's a great cover, even though I appreciate your, your wife's fangirling. I just took it and I swung it further. So it was just me and a drum kit. Yeah, it was and good. And just going at it. It was and, good. And I tried to, like, overswing it to be a little, you know, to take it to, take it to an extreme. Because I don't know when to stop salting my food either. I mean, if I'm honest, I actually think I preferred S-Cub's version. No offense to you. I liked it straight. I wasn't a huge fan of the swing. But clearly my wife disagreed, so that's opinion for you. 
I think it could have used like a half amount of swing. I was going to totally do an awesome cover and then I got sick and had a million things to do. So what can you do? At the end of the day, I could have done that. And for what? Because for we already have <laughs> a great recording of S-Cub doing it. Sure. Did, did we say who was eliminated? No, we haven't done that yet. We've only talked about S-Cub I should so do that. We're like S-Cub's fan club. A little bit. <laughs> the S-Club. <laughs> ah! So balance lost. Micah Summersmith, Wisconsin native, and Berkeley Social Scene were cut last week. I was sad to see them all go. I think they all had some really strong entries throughout the competition. Really liked Balanced Lost. Um, well, I, I usually like all of this stuff. <laughs> uh, but I think it was two rounds ago. The Mondragon round, right? You were, yeah, you were a big, yeah, you the were a big fan of Twerking on the one. seats. Yeah. Twerking on the backsteeds. I remember yeah. that one. That was a good one. And then uh, Micah's, uh, Micah's rap was really oh, cool. That was good, too. And uh, and and Berkeley's what was it the round one where they just they just totally tweaked all my buttons at the same time. I think so. Yeah, I will feel a little bit powerful and tweak my own horn in that I called all of that this round somehow. This past round, but I mean it's not hard, right? There's only eight. I'm bound to get one right. Yeah, that's a little mean to rub that in. Ben. I know it is, but I I only get so many victories against you because I all last episode I was just like Mike was right, I was wrong. I gotta take what I can get, I guess. Remember how I was just going off on Inflatable Vegetables song last week? Oh, if it just had some reverb here and, and did oh, this yeah. mixing a little bit. I do remember that. I think we even debated that, and I think I disagree with you, <laughs> if I remember correctly. So I got him to post all of his tracks on the forum. Oh, man. <laughs> and um, let's start with the original, just to have a refresher. Kroger? Kruger? Kroger? I don't know how to say his name. I don't even know who you're talking about. He goes by Jast on the board. Okay. So let's just say Jast. There we go. He snatched up those tracks before I could do anything and just posts this 10-page summary of, of how he added certain reverb to different things and, and whatnot. I think I got his second mix. That's what this sounds like. Oh, man. That... The drum reverb. Yeah. You were talking about that last week too, I think. Later, men pull up to your building in shiny white bands with royal ah, crap, I do agree. That's actually it's a lot full of sound. Okay, this is all with the original source material. So all we're demonstrating is that you can take pretty good song, decent source material, and polish it up a little bit, right? right. Now I'm not gonna say that my version is better. It changed the dynamics of the song. I think I went off on a tangent. I think I. You know how I said I add too much salt to my food? I feel like that's what I might have done here. Oh, I'm like scared to watch you hit play. I'm scared too. Okay, good. Just hit play. No, God. What? The elevator men pull up to your building in shiny white vans with royal blue logos. They stomp into the lobby wearing coveralls and boots. Brown leather bags full of polished chrome tools Pressing all your buttons with their grubby stubby fingers Lubing up your doors They stop at every floor From the basement to the penthouse They linger to present Rusty gears and greasy cables Crusty rears around your table 
Are these still with the original, or did you add your own? So I feel like you tried to take this in like a like a club dance dubstep like way and didn't quite get there so I guess not enough salt in that direction but way too much salt everywhere else <laughs> I haven't recorded in a year so so clearly you suck is that what you're trying to hide behind it was like not jerking it for like three months <laughs> I rewrote some of the melodies and harmonies but yes that's the original track but you notice I cut out a lot of the hits and a lot of the tracks. Yeah, it is. It's a lighter, um, not lighter, but more empty. Man, you like really went for this thing too. I wish I was your friend, like the elevator man. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you didn't go far enough with the dance club, but too far for every other genre that I'm like hanging here. Yeah, and that shocked me when that first started. <laughs> It's very different. It started when I was working on editing our last episode. I edit at one and a half speed mm -hmm. because I don't want to be there all day. Right, of course. And I heard his song and I was like, wow, this is really this is really cool at one and a half speed too. So why don't I bump it a few BPMs up? That's uh, technical lingo for beats per minute. Yeah, I knew that one. And then... Um, it's not boys per men. You know, I started out just wanting to strip a few things back and, you know, tweak a few things and... I got carried away. I, think. <laughs> it, it, I probably spent way too many hours on it. I feel like you were probably doing our our podcast, and you were like three quarters of the way done, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this song," and then two days later, you're like, "Oh, by the way, I have my own podcast to go back to." There was that <laughs> revelation <laughs> where I'm like, "I got a I got real things to do," <laughs> and and I I kept getting distracted because I had it all mixed and and whatnot. And then I was like, oh, man, I wish this bass line could be a little different. And then I started manually pitching the bass line, and it just got out of hand. Clearly. It got out of hand. Jeez. And I guess the main thing, I am clearly not saying that's a better song. It's a different song. It is entirely a different song. Like, I will say, and so Jan's is, I would feel, it's a different take, and it makes it a little cleaner. Yes. Yours is a different song entirely, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jan, uh, you know, he did, like, the engineering stuff, and I did, like, You were like, production. I'm going to make this different. <laughs> yeah. But it is a different song. But those are the types of little things you can do to change up a song, and maybe I added too much salt. Granted, yeah. I added too much salt. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I don't know if I call your changes little changes. Jan's changes were little changes. Your changes were like... Well, each one of my changes was little in isolation. It's just when they add up, it turns into a lot. Death by a thousand cuts. <sighs> it's true. It's true. When you're detail-oriented, you end up building a uh, pyramid out of sand. That's a saying, right? Something like that. A tastefully done version of what I'm saying was last week's Elevator Men by 73. You know, he did a lot of repetition, but he 
It kept building to things. Yeah. It kept building up and, and dropping down. Or or in my version of the Veggies song, I just add this little, just this one line, I wish I was your friend. And it echoes off before the last chorus. I added a chorus. Dynamics. Just like the little things start to make things fun. But then your Christmas tree has too many things on it, and it looks like a pile of golden bauble shit. It's like the Christmas tree from uh, the Christmas Vacation movie, The Griswolds, National Lampoon. Never saw that. Oh, they had way too much shit on their tree. Sure, like that. And it was way too big. Another thing that my version demonstrates is that when you don't have great recordings or when you try to make the original audio tracks into something they're not, you don't end up with a great outcome from an audio fidelity perspective. Had I been able to add instruments, completely scrap the bass track and just play it instead of having to poke around and rearrange it, or the same with, with any of the stuff. Both Jan and myself pitched the vocals to put them on key. I spent a lot more time changing the vocals to be delivered on the beat. When you have the source material where you want it, you spend less time doing that stuff. And also it'll just sound better because when you use auto-tune stuff, it doesn't sound great. Just some stuff to think about. How to spice up a song, the principles of good input equal good output, etc. Yeah. That will hopefully be good advice for next song fight. <laughs> that was probably longer than it needed to be. Let's roll on in to this round, which is Excuse Me. The title is Excuse Me. Okay. Ben, what types of songs would you expect to be written with the title Excuse Me? All right. So with the title Excuse Me, I assume we'll get one song that is like, Excuse Me, I'm Better Than You. Um, we'll get one song, Excuse Me, You're a Piece of Trash. Two songs for Excuse Me, I'm Trying to Get to Somebody I Love or Want to Have Sex With. Uh, I only got one left. Um, the last song will probably be, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to actually do it in the lineup that we have, but I would expect if we, in like round zero we did this, at least one song would be Excuse Me, I Just Farted. That would be my, my list of, I assume, topics will happen. Okay, I don't really understand your usage of the words excuse me. Excuse me, like like people trying to like move through. and Right, it, it should be should be somebody who's either being rude or you know it's usually a sassy phrase or at least in a song it should be a little sassy. i mean i'm from the midwest so it's usually not a sassy phrase at all except on tv okay excuse me for being on the mid yes yeah i know what you mean i just i want to do that to you it was fun do i have to send you to you ohio that? again this week and cross the mississippi you know what? I had a listener correct me and say that ohio is not across the mississippi river from us and it's not no, you have to prove me wrong. And a map is not going to count because hashtag fake maps. God, you are the worst. <laughs> Ohio is where I say it is until I decide not. I mean, Ohio really should just be in hell, so it's all straight down and there's no rivers in between. Oh, speaking of other corrections we got. Oh, yeah? Like a real one? Glenn, not Glenn Case, Glenny. He goes by Glenny with the three N's. He corrected me once and said it's a one N or three N's, but not two N's. He either hates even numbers or... I don't understand where the name Glenn comes from. Uh, well, there's like a scotch or a whiskey that has that name on it. We keep saying jive, and it's jibe? What? I don't know. I don't know what it means. What do you mean we keep saying jive instead of jibe? Oh, or I did when I said it doesn't jive with something. It's spelled J-I-V-E, right? I'm not... Yeah. I mean, I know I'm American, which means I don't know that, that English that good, but... Pretty sure it's J-I-V-E. I actually think they're different words that mean different 
things. Like most things, I'm going to assume that he was telling the truth, and I'm just going to avoid it so I never have to deal with it again. You don't want to have like a... You don't want to do like a 20 minute rant about the English language and adaptability and humanity and Twitter and everything? No. Okay. That's fine. I do want to do a rant about how you got me saying wheelhouse, though. What the fuck is a wheelhouse? When I think of a wheelhouse, I think of a little hamster man getting outside of his little hamster, like, enchanted cottage and going into his wheelhouse to run around. So that that same listener that corrected you about the Mississippi also mentioned that I say wheelhouse a lot, which I have not ever noticed. So apparently, oh yeah, I I was like, why am I saying wheelhouse all of a sudden? So maybe I'm just infecting you, and and that listener is mad at me now. I'm just gonna blame Jive on you as well. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's fair. Actually, I'll take that one. I don't know if I'll take wheelhouse. Isn't it juke Jive and whale? Uh, jump Jive and whale <laughs> is what that is. <laughs> Close FYI. enough. Uh, yeah, you know, close enough. Why not? Sure. I, you know, I'm not seeing any sort of Google results for jibe and music. Huh. I do see G-I-B-E. That's about insulting or mocking people. Oh, maybe he was making a pun and I... Could have been. And it went way over our head because we spent five minutes on this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is, a, there is a jibe, apparently, that is to be in accord with, a.k.a. jiving. So jive is either being glib or deceptive. Or it's swing music, which I knew that one. So it actually is jibe. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, we mean jibe, not jive. Hashtag fake definitions. Hashtag English language is obsolete, yo. Hashtag language evolves. Hashtag who cares. It's like the Oxford comma, right? As much it, as I, well, wanted to fight I for care it. because if we didn't have language, we would just be monkeys twirling about saying weird things. I'm not saying get rid of language. I'm just saying language evolves, right? Like I used to be a giant stickler for like language and correctness and and being like very very exact about it. And then I realized that no one gave a crap about what I thought about that, and people did their own things anyway. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. It's way easier to just be with the times and oh yeah. The thing. Speaking of which, going back to Veggie's song, I wish I was friends with the elevator men. Come on, man. Subjunctive. You wish you were friends with the elevator man. That is an intentional choice. He definitely means he wishes he was. It's probably just to push your button. I didn't realize that until like five hours of editing the song, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh my god, what am I doing? Anyway, we, we should get on with our lives here. Oh yeah, do the thing. The, the round. The reason people are listening. The reason people are listening is because they think we're A, sexy, B, uh, amazing talkers, uh, C, have nothing better to do, or D, want to hear us critique their songs and then say, boo, fuck you, or E, all the above, or F, some of the above. So the title was Excuse Me, Excuse Me, and the challenge was that the song lyrics must be a lipogram. In other words, well, okay, so they must be a lipogram and they must not contain, well, okay, if they don't contain a letter, they are a lipogram and it so they must not contain the letter A. I don't know what a lipogram is, Mike. Can you please elaborate what a lipogram is? This is why I hate the lyrical challenges, and I don't understand why it's tradition to have alternating lyrical challenges. What What the hell? Like, you just invent a new word. Oh, villanelle. Okay, what's now we gotta Google what a villanelle is. Lipogram. Okay, mondegreen. Okay, you're basically sending Google advertisement money. Every time you pick a lyrical challenge like that, can we just have normal challenges? To be fair, though, 
at least for our standpoint, I feel like the lyrical challenge rounds are our better episodes than our non-lyrical challenge rounds because we get to be much bigger dicks about things and cause more controversy. A lipogram is a composition from which the writer systematically omits a certain letter or certain letters of the alphabet. In this case, it is A. It is the letter A. And you know what would have been the best song here? A song about the Fonz. Like, hey, oh, it's excuse not... me, can I park my motorcycle here? Not you use the word can, but yeah, because the A isn't actually an A, it's an E-Y. Yes. Yes, I do see your point. That would have been fun. That would have been awesome. That would have been good. I'm going to talk about this later. Oh, okay. we, we, need to, we need to get on with the show. We need to keep it beautiful. All right, let's keep it beautiful. Man, can you imagine if, the, if instead of a lyrical it's challenge, it was a note challenge and you couldn't use an A? I must that would suck. While I you would just play in Hendrix. A sharp. No, that's still an A. I'm struggling to see. But it's slowly occurring to me. If I will let go of these things, then I'll never be free. Excuse me while I close this door To hide this from you even more I still not found He always does beautiful harmonies You know the song kind of feels like it should be Not I don't want it to be this way, but you know it feels like it should be It should feel like we should drop this to a minor key and have a hipster lady sing it and that really like oh my god excuse me voice that's what this song feels like it should do yeah. I don't want it to do that because I hate that but it's where like my mind's going right now when I listen to this I have a lot of thoughts on this song but I'll let it play out for you this would go on like the Juno soundtrack or the sunshine no the movie with the bus and the family that drives around for the patient with the medical problems. It has Steve Carell on it. Sunshine Outside is fine. No. Yes? No. Yeah. I don't know. It's spring thing all over again. It sounds, it, it feels hipstery, I guess, is my yeah. my overall point here. I mean, that would be one critique, is it does feel like it should be during a montage in a hipster movie. Yeah. If they're trying to pass a lot of time really quickly, I can see people marching onto a bus. And then marching you, off of a bus. Well, you know, you cut to you you cut to a couple of people stepping onto a bus, and then you cut to them driving down the highway with the trees in the background, like they're probably no one else on the road, and the sun's just rising. And then you cut to them at an ice cream stand. Some of them are getting the ice cream, and then you cut to them back on the road. But now we're doing close-ups of the people, like you see, like the front two passengers and maybe the middle seat person. And then you cut to a hotel room where the bus is outside, and then you immediately cut into seeing people sleep, and they're all awkward, like spread, sprayed, splayed, splayed all over each other. And and then you cut back to the just the driver, and you see it from like the side. So you see out the driver's side window, and then you see them stop at like the biggest bowl of wine, 
and then you uh, get a close-up of a little girl, probably like nine years old, in big glasses um, with like a notebook and a pencil being like super ecstatic, and then you slowly shift over to a boy who's like seven and looking at it, and you're just like, this is dumb, and then we resume the movie. Like, that's, that's that montage that that song is. <laughs> Sorry, 73. <laughs> wow. Um, I thought you were going to stop at the hotel with the driver outside. And I thought it was going to be like sun setting and the bus drivers like sleeping in the bus. And you just see the sunset and you see it getting darker. And then the camera pans to the front of the bus, the grill, where there's just this teddy bear <laughs> tied to it. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. But I could see. I, I don't know if this song was that montage cut, but I could see that montage cut being a thing. That would have been a good montage cut. That so, would have been. Oh, um, man. It's a good song. I know I always say, look, he always does good things. He always knows what he's doing. He always does great production, and he has great values with his, with his choruses and with his hooks and with his voice. For me, I feel like this contest has kind of taught me that I am a song succubus. I am a song cubus. Oh, dude, that hurt. That was that was bad. That was bad. Go like at this point. At this point, I don't want to hear well done, well produced songs. I want to hear songs where people are curled up in the ball, singing their lyrics, crying on the floor, just like. Natalie Imbruglia. I am kind of with you. That is one direction to go. I think, I, in general, the more my more general point is that I want to see people try new things and really try to like really wow and impress. So this, I, I agree. This is a good song, and it's pretty sweet. But it feels, you know, like it's just a good song. Like we we made a montage of it, aka we clearly heard it before and can like put it somewhere in a pretty popular setting. And that's not what I want to hear anymore in round six. I want to hear, you know, like if someone did a death metal song. Which would be amazingly ridiculous, but I would be like, you know what? You're doing something. You're trying to get like noticed. You're trying to stay in because you're doing weird things. That's what I want. Not only that, sometimes his lyrics really hit it, but this one feels like lyrics I would write if I were like, shit, I gotta write lyrics and I don't know what to do. Granted, I am nowhere near as good as him, but the excuse me title in it, I felt like it was a little bit of a disappointment because the first verse, the first words out of his mouth are I have a fiery temper or something like that. But then the chorus just gets even more tranquil. I was hoping that he would sing this very calm, affable song at the beginning in the verse and then do something that expresses that anger a little bit. Instead, it's like, excuse me while I take my Valium pill, pushing down the anger instead of letting out the anger, which I think works great in theory and i can totally see that from an author's perspective but with the other disjointed lyrics and with his delivery of it it doesn't feel what i need it to be and at this point i'm a song cubist i want your soul i don't want your good music i want your soul okay well said no comments on that the only other thing i could possibly say to that is that that's definitely not what i'm looking for at all because i only get one shot at this and we talk through half of it the lyrics are like the last thing i end up listening for because it's the hardest thing Oh. On, so. Yes, but the lyrics... Like, I have no comments. Really. The, lyri- the lyrics impact the vocalist's delivery. I mean, I know. And that's the thing. I said a few episodes ago, I'm doing my Bernie hands. I'm going to tell, tell you about a few episodes ago. The 1% of songs. And the 1% of songs. All right, get on with it, Bernie. Like, Kurt Cobain could make stupid-ass lyrics emotional. Do that. 
Yeah. How hard can it be to be a heroin addict? Come on, people. <laughs> no, I, I realize I'm asking a lot. That's where I'm at as a listener at this point. I want something real. I know these people are good at producing music. I want something real. I mean, that's that's what, like, separates the good from the great, right? Is being able to do that consistently. Because, I mean, that's that's mo- most people get to, right? Like, most people, you ask any, a random hundred people in the street to, like, listen to a song that everybody knows, pick any Nirvana song, and they'll sing it, and they'll jam out to it, and they'll have a great time. But if you ask them to actually pay attention to what the words mean, they'll be like, what does this mean? Like, they'll never have realized what the words actually are. There's a Nirvana song literally about that. And he's the one who likes all our pretty songs and he likes to sing along but he don't know what it means yeah he don't know what it means when i say he's the one but i think i think that's what you're getting to you are coming at it from like a lyric standpoint and i can't agree with that <laughs> because i can't listen to them because we're doing other things so we need yeah. to, we need to abstract away from great lyrics to just like great emotions that's what we need ah i see what you're saying and after that we've got glenn case <laughs> With one or three ends, right? With two? Oh, I wrote it down right. Yay. <laughs> Excuse nice little back and forth. Me, I would like to buy vowels. <laughs> what? I'm not throwing in the towel. But it's crunch time now. This song right now. <laughs> the excuse me works, as does the lack of a. Actually, you know, as we go on, I am blessed. That first opening line, I thought was like, a, and it probably was, and deliberate like call to the challenge of not using an A, and I thought that was really funny. Branches a lot. Now we're in it, a, does, like, it does feel a little dual purpose. But now we're kind of stuck in a. Yeah, we're in a. Yeah, we're in a. I'm okay I, I with like it because it sounds thing. good. Yeah, I like it. I. The high point for me was at the very, very beginning, and now we're coming down and we have a double go. I love those jumps, though. Good. Lyrics versus harmonies. Ah. Good harmonies. That's a cute line too. I question the drum choice. Really? It's it feels It's pretty constant. Yeah, but I don't. I like it because I I can like scan it in my head. I mean, it's good that it's mixed to the back. I guess I, I see myself adding a couple flourishes as I scan it along, but that's about it. And the weird noise reminded me of like Mario or something.
There's history within this. The show survives. So you've heard us say the rap is great. And we're doing rap again. Alright. Glad you didn't do rap. Still I got till the puzzles to go to keep it straight. I definitely thought that right there in that last line was gonna be a Bob Barker impression and it would blow my mind. Which I didn't even and Bob Barker isn't the one who did Wheel of Fortune, but that's what I wanted. Work on so many levels. Excuse me, might I give this request? So good with the harmony, it's good. Liked it. It's a long song. This was the longest of the pack. Five minutes. Wow. Okay, but for me, I don't get bored during it. Really? I feel like right there, I got. I thought that was gonna end it. Both of us are pretty intently listening. Yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like we don't need this extra rap bit. I don't. For a competition format, for a normal song, sure. It's it's like when you get that extra serving of potatoes and your stomach doesn't hurt yet. Yes, but it isn't like it's bringing diminishing returns. Yeah. I think if we had done reverse alphabetic order. Is doing a pun with A E I O U, oh, which is clever. Missed it. I mean, Mostly. I think I think he did a great job. The title and the challenge. Personally, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's just that's an important point. He he said something. Hey, something. What did he say? I should probably bring that up. Maybe. I don't know. I think it was another really like good strong entry, and it's definitely different. I can't put a hipster montage to it, so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I just can't. Hey, me, try, no, do. Ah. Uh, it's cute. I will say, I think I went a little, you're right, the diminishing returns thing kind of turned me off a little bit. I feel like that's, this whole song is, it started really, really high for me, and then it's kind of came down a little bit, not like really, really sharply, until we get to that last rap verse, and I was like, ah, I'm kind of done. Like, we can keep going. I got shit to do. Or I have random words to say, speak at you, so we can make a podcast, but. Maybe when I said the drums are repetitive. I actually really like the drums. The drums are good. They were kind of indicative of, I feel like he put a lot of energy into the harmonies, into the words, into the guitar work, and then the rest of it was kind of an afterthought. The whole production, the whole composition was, was a little bit of an afterthought. I don't know if I go that far. I would, I would agree with you. Maybe the drums were probably the last I'm thing he did. I'm not using afterthought as derogatory. I'm no, using, I know. You, you only have a week to do this. Right. So when we talked about the 80-20, like the 80% that makes sense to work on and the 20% that doesn't, I feel like he focused on 
some of the 20, but not the 80. Like, I felt the production quality was solid. Not over-engineered, not under-engineered, pretty much, like, right where it needed to be. I actually really loved the drums, mainly because they weren't trying to be a big central focus. He wasn't trying to do anything interesting with them, which lets me, as a person who likes to just do drum beats randomly, to put my own on top of him and not have any problems doing that. You know what? We're going to hear a song later, and you are going to say, oh, I really like that song, and it's going to be because the drums change up at the right points. That, like, doesn't happen very often. Like, I'm putting it out there now. There is a song in this pack that will prove you wrong. Do your Marison thing. Oh, how do it? Marison. That thing? Marison. I know I built impressive self defenses. song was inspired by Lord of the Rings. Why would you even try to climb inside? Up Mountain Dew. I knew it was something like that. It's Frodo and Sam. You could use me if you need to for the times better like just like 10 seconds ago because i feel like she's putting more out there seems like they did hear us maybe i forget exactly what episode we said that i do feel like she's singing about the bastille to troll me but (laughs) maybe a step yeah this feels this feels was the first little the first verse felt a little like same old marison but i'm and this verse maybe a little bit too, but that chorus felt a lot more like she was we were putting more effort towards it. I really like that. I really appreciate that. Especially if it's because of us, because I would feel like, you know, least. I think Sam's doing great on those back vocals. Sam always does great on the back vocals. Like cuts loose a little bit. I like it. I know it's too late. I think it's too late for them to, to influence any more of their songs because we're at the round six, and who knows who's left? I have no idea. But I would love to see her do like a heavy metal song. Not a, no, just like a rock song. Just like where she just like goes balls to the walls. I can probably find you one in the like archives. If she did like a Kurt Cobain style thing, would drive me wild. So good. Pieces come off, but you won't tell me why. Nice. I'm trying to hold on, not get left behind. Show me how to keep this. Do you think this is country? I mean, I could compare it with some of the slow country songs that people do. Um, Carrie Underwood is what's coming to mind right now that you said that, but no, I don't know if I'd necessarily classify this Somebody on the, on the boards said something about a country song. I, was, what? I mean, what? I, I could see it. Like, I could, is there, this Ben? 
Huh? I said, what is this, Ben? <laughs> I mean, I can, I can see the comparison. I don't, I don't know, I shoehorn it into country. I don't think the lyrics match the country feel, but the single guitar strum chord progression could. So I'm gonna say two things. One, I think this is the best Marisan entry they've had all all Narine. Two, I feel like it's still not enough. I feel like we're she clearly can do the emotional bits, so she can clearly do a hell of a lot more. And I want more, damn it. I'm in song keep us mode now too. Right? I want it. Right. I really do. I, I felt like she was standing there smiling while she was singing. Until she gets to that part in the in the chorus bit, and then she like cuts loose a little bit, and I'm like, there you go, that's what I want. But more of that all yeah. the time. More, more, more Mara, less Aaron. Get it? Damn. More Samwise and less. More Samwise from like Return of the King. Less Samwise from Fellowship of the Ring, because that really felt like something out of Lord of the Rings. More Natalie Imbruglia. Lie there naked on the floor while you're singing. Like Natalie Imbruglia. That, that is Natalie Imbruglia, right? I actually have no idea who that is. I'm torn. I'm torn the space. This is how I feel. More more like Amy Winehouse feel, right? Like more, more the, the Kurt Cobain comparison was so good. Now, now that I made it, I'm going to say I'm amazing at making that. But yeah, like, you know, more emotion. For Marilyn Manson's Antichrist superhero album, his breakout album after his indie album, he basically experimented with sleep deprivation and drugs and all this stuff in the studio. I that's want... that's what we need these contestants I... to do. I'm not going to advocate sleep deprivation and drug usage. Give us our yeah. your, give not... us your soul. <laughs> we know you can produce a song. I mean, if you want to go sign a contract with the devil, sure, do your thing. But uh, no sleep deprivation and no no pill popping. You know, take care of yourself. And what better, what better intro to the next song could we have than Sell Your Soul to the Devil? That's not terrifying at all. Oh, so drums matter now. Okay, Ben. point these drums while very different from glenn's still evoke the same feeling and that i can scat on top of them and whatever i want and i still feel like it's totally fine so no screw you they change up though like I mean, yeah they, they, change. they have thought put into them glenn's had less and they're they are at the forefront to... they are more front than glenn's are so i'm i'm making drum hand motions rather than glenn's i was doing guitar motions but that doesn't make them any more important as well a little more important but not this doesn't prove you right. Yeah. You're dancing like it proves me right. It's a different song. It's a different beat. Let me listen to Ask Up, Damon. I made my cry. 
Feels so good. Just gonna let you enjoy the song, and then, and then I'm gonna lay it out to you. I know you will. gonna suck to say but eska blew me out of the water so much last week that this week i feel like meh the bar was set really high last week and we didn't clear it this week so i'm kind of uh eh. how how about compared to the other songs he puts a lot more emotional intensity into his his vocal lines i think than the rest of them do sort of in general lyrics are about a devil selling a soul or a devil trying to get you to sell your soul for eternal immortality and the excuse me lines are used by the person responding why is the demon not the one going door to door saying excuse me would you like to hear about the book of selling souls you know like why why isn't the demon the one saying excuse me like are you purposefully fucking with me Esco? <laughs> you know like why would why would you miss that obvious target because using the excuse me elsewhere feels like a cop out to say excuse me in my opinion which maybe it's not they are well written lyrics they're clever lyrics i'm not going to denigrate them in that way but it does feel like a major swing and a miss in a sense and i don't feel like his vocal delivery really brings that home either he's got great singing but it doesn't really bring home the point i feel like s cup has improved the least out of everybody else in our competition and at this point, that's sort of a big judge marker for me. I don't know if that should be the way it is, but that's that's where I'm at right now. And so it was a good song. I enjoyed it. I bopped around to it the same as that. But it feels like he's now sort of just in the middle of the pack. We're all kind of doing the same thing here. There hasn't been a single really standout song so far. They've all been good. They've all had their good features. I've enjoyed all of them. But nothing has been like last week where we were just like, whoa, that like blew me out of the water. And yeah. I feel like we really need that this week. So I'm going to put all my hopes on Strangelove. Blow me out of the water here. Yeah. This week it seems like he retreated to his safe zone, which a few people did this week. Not only that, but he did it with three tracks. I mean, maybe eight tracks if you count all the drum tracks, but he just has vocals, bass, and drums. I didn't hear any harmonies or anything else. And that is a kick-ass song to write. Kudos to you for writing a song with such stripped-down instrumentation and making it sound so good. If it weren't for the lyrical vocal qualms I kind of have with it, 
I would definitely be 110% on board with it. But, it, uh, you know, I'm kind of an S-Cub fan going back to the day. Very few song fighters have made it to, like, my mixtape that I had in my car. Puce was one of them. And I feel like this is a song he could have written back then. And I admire everything he did about it. The attention to detail that he put into drums is astounding. Every drum hit tweaks the part of my brain that makes me want to say, wow, that was really good. That was a really cool drum hit. When you were like, oh, no, the bass is important in this part. I was thinking, holy shit, these drum hits are awesome. I mean, I, th I think they were good. He changes it up at every verse. And he has all these crazy drum things that he does different to emphasize different things. I really appreciate that about his way of composition. But again, at like as a song, I feel like it's a song that I could have heard a few years ago from his catalog. Yeah, it feels like something we've heard before. I wonder if the last round's acapella bit took so much effort that he's this week. It was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to do what I can just to get in. But I feel like we should have flipped those two. I think if he'd done the acapella one this week... And then this one last week, he would have made it this far and would totally put him at the top. And that's what really, like, sucks about the competition. You get a great song one week, but then you fail the next week. And it matters the farther in you get, too. Enough waxing. Yeah. Ho wax on uh, a waxing wax off. the S-Cub a penis. Strange love. Stranger O. is tough you know it now you found it i like this vocal level which is a weird thing for me to have an initial reaction to but i like it he worked a lot on his mix and his mastering well, i think through you threw your dice you took your punt now somehow it seems i've become the cunt did he say what i think he said Nice. So much for a PG-13 podcast. <laughs> Man, I thought I was bad this week. Nope. I like how he used re as a word. Excuse me, but I give no shit. Not one time. Guitars are really cool. I, they have a great tone. I like that tone. I do. Oh, the bends at that. The consequences come to you don't like the bends? No, I like that. Oh, okay. with other people's lives. Yes, it I will say, I think out of all of our contestants so far, this is the most like emotionally charged throughout. But I also feel like we're not terribly charged. Like this verse, the same as the last verse. Which, to be fair, he's doing he's doing an angry-ish song, so it's hard to, to have nuance in that. But excuse me if I don't get up, but I genuinely could have given you Not for a rhyme either. I don't think. I think there's zero rhyme excuse reason for it. Me, They're just so tastefully out of tune with each other. It kind of... Oh. 
outro here. I don't know if I like this outro. I feel like it's... I like it. I feel like he's trying to tease. We're going to do like a round bit, but he never actually fully commits to it. He's just like half-assing it. It's kind of I, a feeling I, I get on the, that. The part I didn't like is the vocal line he ended on. Like, I, I felt he could have tripled up that vocal line because he's saying, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, you're on your own. I wanted three, four, five vocal layers there. Excuse me, in one voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. Like, make the really? point. Like, make the fucking point. Oh, I thought, you know? his, I thought his volume and his fade out was right. No, no, no. All that was okay. I'm just giving you an alternate reality wherein the point of the song is hammered home in a less nuanced I think way. I, I think I'd flip that, actually. I'd make the excuse the excuse me part be the one that has lots of love layers either, to it. Either or could have emphasized something with more vocal layers. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it's not that's not the point I... That's I, not the worst part. Of, no. I'm, that's nitpicking. That's like... Yes. That's like you tied your shoelaces perfectly, except for one side is a little off. Yes, he tied his shoelaces and one's a little off, but one also uses twine instead of a shoelace. I don't like the ending. I feel like he was going to flirt with the idea of a round or something else to be more elaborate and then didn't do it. And he's like, ah, it's good enough. I'm not a, like, I feel cheated by the end. Yeah, and maybe that's why I want a stronger end. Because if it ended on, you're on your own cut. That would that probably would work for me. You know, like have five voices just saying you're on your own cut. Done. They don't sing cut. I'm saying that's where the song cuts. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I think you're right. Yeah, that would work for me too. Yep. So the ending needed a little work. I feel like the beginning could have used a little work. Really? I think you really like the beginning because you were into it immediately. I was like, this vocal line is not doing it for me. There were a couple flat notes, and it was just a little not very punctual. For an angry song, I kind of wanted something a little more direct. I would agree with that. For like an angry song, I feel like it didn't deliver, but it's also the only angry song in the pack, which makes it stand out a little bit. I think we could both agree the end is probably the worst part, and the middle-ish is probably the best. Yeah. I mean, the first time those bendy guitars come in. I mean, they made you I melt. I like that. Yeah. I like that shit. I don't know how he did it. How do you make out-of-tune things sound together? I don't know. Something about harmonics and vibrations and things. Clearly, he is a genius who should not be messed with. But a genius should sing his main vocal line (laughs) on key. He posted on the forum that this song broke from the rest of his songs this year in that he sort of took something and stretched it rather than being more autobiographical. Biodegradable. He said it was kind of about his ex-wife. I don't know all the details there, but he said he took that and imagined a world where it got annoying for him. And I feel like by trying to channel something emotional, he accidentally watered it down by generalizing it. That is one interpretation that I can see. It could have been like Alanis Morissette, you know? God, that'd be amazing. Excuse me for being your husband. Sorry I'm in your way. I agree with your point that I think he should have channeled that more into the song than he did. Yeah. That specific emotion. Yeah, I can see it going either way. It needed the delivery either way, and not having the lyrics that really ring to him seems to have detracted from his vocal take. I can't say, I can't say that better. Man, I'm all about agreeing with you tonight. Don't make it a habit. I'm trying not to. I think, it's, I think we need just more things in general, and then I will disagree with you more. So we've got two Romneys this week. Romney! Are you going to rank the Romneys? I think I'm going to actually do two rankings. I'm going to do one with a five, because the two Romneys can really like throw off who gets to the final. But I'll also, 
do a second ranking with the Romneys. Well, then you need to hear all the songs before you go to your right. judging booth, and we're not going to pick Ohio. Good, because any place is better. All right, I haven't even heard this song. Really? Oh, because they're Romneys and you don't? Because it's a Romney. Yeah. All right, cool. Actually, I haven't... Double I haven't, live take. I haven't heard either of these. I'm so excited. It's like Christmas in 1983. What? What? Berkeley social scene. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm often not the kind to utter the, the kindest of words, but sometimes with the wrong inflection, I'm misunderstood. You know what he hits those low notes better than I can do? Because I can't hit those low notes. Thought it with some cruel intention, but my soul is pure. That said, those are hard notes to hit, and he's not 100% on I feel like he's saying utter. Was he not saying that? Somebody was doing This is weak. Man. I want more anger. Damn it. This feels like something Alanis, or not, no, this feels like something that Avril Lavigne was saying. And no. No. This feels like something Ashley Simpson would saying. And I at least want Avril Lavigne. Like, put those some more vocals, into it, man. Those vocals really need to come up. Yes, that's very true. It's very true. Otherwise, I just think you're singing about udders. I assume he is. I just, I'm just going with that now. Me, I feel like this should be up and out, too. Or at least a fifth. Yeah. Like, it should be It should be louder. This should especially be louder. And it should be, like, more intense and driving. So I feel like we should crank the drums that are trying to drive the beat. We should definitely crank the vocals. Yeah, I, I think uh, this guitar is the right level for the bridge, but the rest of the oh, chorus should be this well, level too. The solo guitar is pretty loud compared to the whole mix. Right, no, I'm saying I think the vocals and the drums at the chorus should be turned up to that I level. I think what happened is he found out on Tuesday that he was cut and had a song already, and he was like, well, okay. Okay. The whole mixing and mastering is just a little bit off. Trying not to listen to it, but you keep bringing it up. Sorry. I, it's because I want the vocals to be more. Right. I'm bringing it up. I like those backing vocals there. Yeah, I do too. But I feel like the main... Oh, okay, I don't want to keep saying the same thing over again. I'm done. I'm going to stop saying it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a song in the proto stage. You know, before you get it all, before you put all them ornaments on the tree, turn it into dubstep. I don't know. I feel like that, vo- I mean, maybe the rest of it, but that vocal line feels like he was like there. I feel like he was trying to do like a, a British pop angry song is what that sounded like to me. And his lyrical style was not the delivery that it needed to be. And I feel like he had done enough takes and he could have changed that. I think that's one of the few styles that you can get away with being either flat or a little bit off key in some bits while you're singing. And that enhances the song rather than takes away from it because it's that style. And I feel like he just, he focused a lot on hitting all the right notes and just getting out there and not putting that kind of level of motion into it. And it, it's full, it fell flat to me. I feel like the doubled vocals don't do a whole lot of good for Ken 
I don't know why that is. I think maybe his voice doesn't have all the right frequencies to turn my frequency knobs, maybe. Especially with these Berkeley songs they've been doing, it seems like having it just be one good vocal track would have been a lot better than having these two good vocal tracks, but panned, because it, it doesn't feel as energetic, you know? The problem you have could have very easily just been a late panning decision where they accidentally split the tracks too far to the left and the right instead of keeping them more centered and not turning up the volume to account for that. I agree with your general point. I don't know if I agree with your reasoning, but I think we're saying the same thing, essentially. Yeah. It seems like there were also places, to your point, again, where he could have gone for the scream, and he didn't have to scream for the whole thing. But if he did keep the song in that lower register as it is, he could have layered in some excuse me's as screams, and that would have been a cool effect. You know, just like a, li a little oregano on your salad, on your spicy, spicy Berkeley salad. You know, just like th there are a lot of little things that could have brought the song up a little bit, and they had nothing to do with the actual song itself. Well, I mean, there are a couple things, but we already said them. I feel like we're agreeing too much this week. We have to violently disagree on Inflatable Veggies. One of us needs to say we hate this song, and one of us says we need to love this song, regardless of how good this song is. I'm on it. But the Mario. I assume Canadians have tramp stamps. Black bandana and a Baja backpack. He should not sing this. Yeah, they're trying really low this week. Wait, you're not supposed to. We're not supposed to agree. Oh, um, this sounds perfect as is. Should be no, not can't. Also, he didn't follow the challenge at all. I mean, he doesn't necessarily need to, right? I mean, he should because we're listening to it, but. He was like, they're going to play this song in their podcast, but screw them. And he just made this random song. It was like, here you go, guys. Ha ha, you listen to it now? <laughs> he actually posted it before he listened to our last three. Excuse oh, okay. me, I challenge. the title. Excuse me. I still feel like Inflamed should sing in this register and not the lower one. I feel like I said that last week, too. That's still my, my point. And yeah. I feel like I'm saying that for a lot of people you, this week. Excuse me. Maybe. You said that so about Michael last week. Probably did. I, I lose track of who I say things about. So That's the problem with, with only one listen, guys. Things blend together eventually. Especially in the past. Oh, I like that harmony there. Needed to be a little louder. Tiny. 
I'm feeling concerned Everywhere I turn I is some I bitter girl I burned where do we get that inflatable vegetable? I don't know, but I the want that. The one that just sang. I like that inflatable vegetable. Like the one that just sang like he cared. That, yeah. I, both of us stopped at that part and was like, oh, this is very, like, I was like, I'm now paying very close attention. Why did we just do this? But yes, that, that is the veggies that should be there normally. Yeah. Was that a Britney ending? That was a Britney ending. I I don't know why I associate that with Britney Spears, but I do. That was ain't a Britney nothing ending. wrong with with a Britney uh-uh. ending. Oops, he did it again. Wow. Oops, you did it again. You inflated that vegetable again. <laughs> <laughs> that bridge was what I wanted you right. That bridge was so good. It was so different, but it was I think a lot of the things that we want to hear from veggies that it should have been that. Yeah, he broke out of his mortician chant and went into an actual soulful singer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Damn it. Why are we agreeing? I said we can't agree. But yeah, I mean, for a good chunk of the song, it's just like these vocals are a little too laid back. They could have been mixed differently. They could have been tweaked differently, or they could have just been delivered differently. Any number of those. I feel things. like this this song was veggies from a couple weeks ago before he started taking our advice about things, and is like a phoned in veggie song. Is what it felt like. Which it's a Romney song, so it can be. Well, it it had some more twists and turns than last week. Emotionally, I feel like we took yeah. a couple of steps back. Yeah, and had to not go forward. Yeah, with everything. Yeah, I mean, where did Regina Chang go? Oh, I miss Regina. She was deported. Anyway, that's all seven. Yeah, that's, uh, that's seven songs this week. I think a lot of the people did not understand what the excuse me interjection meant. Don't make the title of your song excuse me if you are just wedging in the lyric excuse me, you know? I will say I think in their defense, excuse me is a bad title, but I think it would have been a good lyrical challenge. <laughs> because anytime you say here is the title of the song, I think most people are generally thinking, okay, this is a title, therefore it's like a central theme, and therefore I have to make those words be fairly upfront and central. And I think Excuse Me would have been delivered a lot better as a random interjection once or twice throughout the song. So I think if we would have dropped the lipogram or lipogram, whatever it was, and made Excuse Me be the challenge and made something completely unrelated be the title, I think we would have a lot better results across the board. Or a lot more interesting results, at least. I don't know about better, but interesting song choices by people. I agree that it is a difficult title, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to... Be harsh on I mean, the people. That's, that's fair. I felt like a lot of the songs, they just threw in excuse me. Oh, excuse me if I write this song. You know, that doesn't get you by. It's just such a vanilla interjection that can be used in so many situations that is very difficult to find a situation that A, makes the excuse me worth it for the song, B, makes it sound good, and C, doesn't include the letter A. And tough shit. That's what the game's about, bro. I don't disagree with any of those points. My real criticism is actually going to be with the people who run this competition and not with the singers, though. And so I'm reminded of the general fact that if you have a classroom of 30 students and you all take a test and everyone fails, 
it is the teacher's fault and not the student's fault. Yes, people didn't deliver to the level that we wanted them to deliver, especially for round six. We could have done a lot more interesting things. But at the same time, if everyone's in that boat, I feel like we should have done this challenge entitled differently. So feedback for the judges and the people who make this. If you have an interesting phrase you want to be interesting, make that the challenge, not the title. Make the title something completely opposite, and I think you'll see a lot more creative choices happen. Yeah, clearly I'm on two sides of that, because I am a judge. But I did feel like it goes back to what I said earlier. Apparently it's a tradition to have lyrical challenges, and we don't want to repeat lyrical challenges from 12 years of lyrical challenges. So had it just been excuse me on its own, it would have been moderately difficult. But adding the requirement that there's no use of the letter A, that puts it on hardcore. I get having a lyrical challenge to make things interesting. Fine, a lipogram for the letter A, we can keep that as a challenge. But then making the title, the excuse me, where if every judge has the expectation that excuse me is going to be used in a really interesting, weird, strange way, isn't fair or isn't going to happen. I feel like the title is perfectly easy to do. It's just having... You have people doing this week after week after week, and we are six, seven weeks in now. People are half on autopilot for all this thing, all right? Anything that's going to be interesting is not going to be from the lyrics they write, except from the people who are really, really invested in lyrics, which I feel like we don't have anyone who says lyrics are the core focus of my songwriting. We're in production fight. People care about their their levels and now how who's they're flipped. I've, whoa, whoa, I am, I am whoa, only. Whoa. I am not saying I agree with the fact that this is a thing. I'm just saying this is what it is. We're in production fight mode now. People care about the rest of their song. You know, I feel like you've not understood any nuances I have expressed about <laughs> any of this, and you are just totally on or totally off, Davey. That's fine. We had the argument about production fight, and you were like, I don't think somebody should have to be productive. To so and I, am... I And I said, I said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it helps. It is not the thing they should be solely focused I, on. I am not talking about what they should or shouldn't be doing. I'm assuming the reality of the world right now is that people know that production values matter a lot more than lyric choices. I think some of our contestants got psyched out by production values and didn't write good songs. I think if this particular title challenge section happened earlier in the fight, where people had a higher chance of not getting cut, you would have had more interesting choices. Because we're so close to the end here. You think people just phone it in because they're close to getting cut? I think people play it safe. Inviting people to say, excuse me, as a title to be interesting is inherently dangerous. Because if they do it wrong, it's very obviously wrong. I don't think it's hard to think of the situations where you say, excuse me, and write a song about it. They did that. I disagree. I think they started writing a song and then kind of threw excuse me in there. Because they were drawing up blanks. I think people thought of Excuse Me, thought of the various situations, and then said, all right, I need to write a really good song. Let's make that happen. And then didn't want to push a lot of boxes and edges with saying Excuse Me is going to be this like really cool, like really out there thing. Because they knew if they did that wrong, they would get cut immediately. I don't think it needs to be that out there. For most of these songs, there is not a great connection to the title. Here's my example, Ben. Strange Love. We could have replaced every instance of Excuse Me in his lyrics with Fuck You, and it would have been the same song. would have basically been the same song. I, I, I kind it would of feel have... it's true of a lot of them, though. Exactly. I don't feel like any contestant did it 100% great. I feel like some of them 
at least got C's and we should grade on a curve instead of just saying, oh, the teacher should be kicked out. That's what I'm saying. I think we clearly both agree that this was not the best round for a title. Start there. Yes. My criticism, which we now disagree on, is that Excuse Me is sort of an inherently risky title. But that's the point. It is round six. You are the best contestants. You should be able to handle that. Right. So here's here's my criticism slash suggestion. Excuse Me is the interesting part of this title challenge pair, right? The light program is the technical thing that you just have to do. Excuse me is what should be interesting. So so I think the interesting part should be made the challenge, and the title should just be whatever. That's my criticism for the judges for next year. Whatever you want to be interesting, make that the challenge. I'm not saying difficult or hard. I'm saying interesting. The lipogram thing is just, oh, you technically did it or you technically didn't do it. And sure, it breeds a little – it's a constraint on you, but it's not the interesting part. We're just checking a box. I don't – no, 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 no. I disagree. I disagree. Look at Glenn Case. He basically made a pun on A-E-I-O-U. Sure. He did something creative and clever with it. He should be he should be rewarded for that cleverness with such a shit draw of the dice. Sure. Fine. You can be creative with your constraints, but that's still not the interesting part you care about. Clearly, because we keep saying it over and over again. Excuse me is the interesting part that we care about. That should be the challenge. I just think that is the most easily interesting. I would have loved a song about the Fonz being like, Hey, excuse me, can I borrow your wrench? Come on. There are plenty of clever things you can do. It's just you're in round six and you're tired and you're tired of thinking. And that's all it is. That's why I keep calling it a marathon. If you can't swim this far, you're going to drown. You're going to drown to the bottoms of Nurine history. We're just going to go in circles. I can't reconcile our opinions right now. I am still saying that the interesting part should be the challenge, the title should be whatever, that should be the Oh, pattern. and everybody should get a trophy. No, fuck that. People should win and lose. I'm not some generation oh, it just millennial has to be easy one. for them. No, it should... No. It shouldn't be easy for them. I suppose you want them all to get free healthcare, I'm too. S- Good God. I'm saying if you want something to be interesting, make the challenge be the interesting part. You can slap on how, a title anywhere. How is anybody supposed to know what the interesting part is going to be without... Really? You can't tell me between these two which is more interesting? <laughs> I didn't know until I got a bag full of shit from the contestants. I could have told you a million... Like, no! Yeah. Bullshit. Absolutely. This lyrical challenge is just saying you did a thing, right? So here, let's compare. One of the more interesting lyrical challenges this fight has been the one where you get one sentence, right? And one sentence is fairly ambiguous... There are a lot of interesting takes on it, and you can do a lot of things with it, and we had a lot of back and forth on it. There were a lot of great songs and a lot of terrible songs, and there were a lot of arguments about that, right? That was an interesting challenge because it has a lot of ambiguity and allows you to be really creative and go lots of different ways about it. This challenge is if you do a word that has an A in it, you fail the challenge. Therefore, don't do that. It is a constraint to breed creativity, but is not an interesting thing to be creative from. I disagree. Then we're not. You know, then we're not going to agree. Did you know the game of football, American football? football, is entirely built upon exceptions and rules to cover those exceptions? I mean, yeah, clearly. It started out as rugby, and then people started tossing the ball and all these weird shenanigans. 
I recommend to everybody listening to go read up about the history of American football because it's fascinating how much crazy shit people kept pulling. You can always find ways around rules if you are clever enough. And these contestants are too tired to be clever. That's what I'm saying. So they should be cut. All of them should be cut. <laughs> Dang, that's harsh. Except Glenn, because he said A without using the letter A. I, I, th- I think that's sassy. That I like that. That's the best that. one we got. I like that. That is the best one. And Marison actually did not use the words excuse me in the lyrics. Marison's lyrics said, you can use me as an excuse if you need to. So the title is using the word excuse as a different verb, you know, with a different meaning, which is clever. It's a clever take on it. There's plenty of clever takes. I mean, sure, fine. There is the room for clever takes. We are looking for the best. You're not going to get the best at round six. We are looking for the best. That's the whole point of a survivor-like competition, to see who sinks or swims. That's why I keep calling it a marathon. If you can't make it past lap 26, then you don't belong in the Indy 500. Sure. But again, if we have the same criticism for every single group, we could do better. I don't. I don't. I think. I think. I think. I absolutely do. I think, certainly, even if they all got C to an F... I think certainly some are C's and some are F's. But there should be zero F's and they should all be A's and C's. Fine. Even like. But they're not. Put they're it on. Not, put it on they're not. Put though. it on a curve and it's A to C. Whatever. I don't want to put it on a curve. That's dumb. I like curves because I'm a man. If there weren't two microphones in between us, I would throw this pen at you right now. Just like shuck it. We're not going to reconcile this and we're going to come back next week and I'm going to actually stand yeah, at my oh, point. You're, you're like, oh, well, some people worked hard and got C's, but some people didn't work hard and got F's, so they are all the same. That's communism. Why are you a communist? I think, no. Now we are getting off on a tangent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you want good products from everybody, you, you need should a free set, market of ideas. You should set them up for success. And... This lipogram challenge was a technical challenge that is just a constraint that doesn't necessarily breed a lot of creativity. Excuse me should have been the challenge. It could have. Something else should have been the title, and you would have had what you wanted. There were five contestants. There are at least two or more ideas that are clever. Just because it should have worked for everybody, but only kind of worked for two should say something to you and to all the yeah, judges. We have to cut three. Shit. That means that those two are the best. Yeah, and I pretty much have, and I pro- you you and I probably disagree on these two, but yeah, I already have. You don't have to send me to Ohio today because I already have the no, two. No, I'm, I'm sending you to Gitmo. Good, it's better than Ohio. To the real. <laughs> You're going to Cuba. Fine, better than Ohio. But here's my new, more abstract point. Stop making challenges. Just be technical boxes where you either pass or fail. You're just That's mad. That's not interesting. You're just mad because you aren't going to rank as killed number one. No, I'm not. That's what you're mad about. That's not even what I'm saying. That's totally what you're mad about. That's not at you're all. You're just what I'm bitter saying. about it. No, I wouldn't. I you would. are lashing out at everybody about S Cub Envy. I wouldn't have ranked. It's okay. I understand. We can talk about rankings later. Anyway, I wouldn't have ranked him in the top two anyway this week. You can't rank any of them because the the challenge is null and void. Oh, everyone who is still in the competition did the challenge technically, so that all works. It's just that the titles weren't interesting. Challenges should not be things that you just check off. That's my point. Because then they become not necessarily interesting. They are just things that you have to do. So you're saying I should have been able to progress through Nurine 9. Sure. 
whatever that means to you. Sure. I swore I would never complain about it again. Anyway. <laughs> Man, I don't even know what you're talking about, so there you go. Oh, here comes the guard. He's going to take you to Guantanamo. Right, fine, take me. Better than Ohio. I swear to God, I never Ohio. Hola, senor. Vamos a Guantanamo. See. Si. Bitches. Ven conmigo. I'm going to fit in really well at Bitmo because that was finished. Adios. I am back from Gitmo. I'm a little wet. Can't breathe really well. Where's Guillermo? I had to stab him, but it's all you good. Killed, you killed him? He was Cuban. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's, let's move on. I'm white. They won't charge me for it. I mean, they have free health care, right? Yeah, it's fine. Castro. A plus. Yeah. All right. So, do you, do you have? Do you know what you're doing? So we're gonna do. Did you figure out your mind brain yet? I did. Did you? Did you unravel the depths of this challenge that I feel like is pretty apparent, but you don't quite feel like it's all that apparent? Yes, since you don't like my very valid and fair opinions. You have valid. Yes. Wait, 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 Ben. I validate your opinions. I think you have valid opinions. Thank you. I just think they're dumb as fuck. Well, at least they're valid. Let's hear it. What did you put at the bottom? In fifth place, I think I have uh, 73, actually. That'll be my fifth place spot. Why is that, Ben? I don't know. I feel like I am just... Uh, the the sort of consistent theme here is I think I am not suitably impressed to be in the top two. I think is how we're gonna pretty much rank everybody. A good 73 song, not pushing any boundaries though, not doing anything really interesting, just kind of safe. And I'm docking points for being safe right now. So, all right, that's that's where we're getting. Like, I don't care what his lyrics are. I don't really care about his vocal line. Everything just feels kind of like nice and contained. That's not enough to make it in round six. Fair enough. All right. That's uh, that's brutal. That's that's quick and brutal. You want to hear brutal? In fourth, I have S Cub. Yeah, I saw those eyebrows. I think you're just doing that to be a contrarian because I, I thought you uh, no, were going I'm, to. I'm put actually in not. First. Uh, no, no. Um, again, it sort of feels it, it's now his safe zone, but it feels safe for him and something he's done before and. Again, not pushing any boundaries, not really breaking out for round six. And, then, and part of this might be because round five blew me away from him, and round six definitely doesn't. But again, and, and to be fair, all of these songs, all the all these songs are good songs. Like I would listen to all of them again. Right. And it's, enjoy them. It's hard to pick when it's down to five. Right. And so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be vicious, and here's vicious. I am not. You are not, it feels like you're not trying to amaze me, and you're not trying to push a lot of boundaries, or any boundaries, really. And so therefore you're cut. Bye, Ben. All right. Dang. So. Dang. Dang, dang, dang. Dang! Dang. All right, so in third, I have Strange Love. So this is one that I feel like it's different than the bottom two. The bottom two felt really safe. They were just doing their thing. They were in their home space. Here, Strangelove feels like he was trying to do a thing, and we talked a lot about the emotion of it and how he made it a little more abstract to try to make it more relatable and should have gone the other way and taken his very specific anger and channeled into it. I think that would have served him a lot really well here. Would have put him in the top two. Easily. So I think he, he overthought it, 
dialed it back a little bit, and that was to his disadvantage. Fair. Number two and one are a bit of a coin flip. They both struck me as I am more impressed by these than the rest of their entries for the whole thing, which probably is what put me at the top. Um, so we're just going to go alphabetical for two and one because I think it's not terribly important right now. So number two we're going to say is Glenn. Excuse me. I would like to buy vowels. Glenn really stood out to me because it seems like he was really clever at the beginning part. His vocal style is kind the same the rest of the way as we get, the rap as we get yeah, the rap was fantastic but the first line is what really stood out to me that was like boom he nailed it and because it's at the very beginning that counts a lot because you only ever remember the beginning and the end of things you don't really remember the end of it, the middles of it so yeah all i remember is excuse me and a-e-i-o-u this is one of the, i think this is probably the most clever entry yeah so it's definitely in the top two plus it's, it's incredible that was good good song yeah so then I, we're going to put number one in Marison. Again, like I said, just alphabetical here. And again, and what's really getting me for Marison is not this part where we're kind of doing the same thing vocally, it feels like, but when she gets to this chorus bit later on and she gets that, that more emotion into it, that really hooked me and that really made me like invested. And I think part of that, again, is just that all the other songs have been sort of the same-ish feeling from them. That's a lot different. That really makes me invested. It also feels like they're they're trying a lot harder to be a really emotional song. Again, it does it does feel like they like, kind of hurt us. Like this and Strange Love, I think, are the two that really tried for an emotional appeal for this round, and they are the ones that are like resonating with me most. Mm-hmm. Again, Glenn beats Strange Love for cleverness, and because Strange Love dialed it back a little bit, I feel like Marison should dial it up more still. But they did in a couple parts that I think are key and make me think about it, and so they get. They yeah, get my I, spot. I am just imagining Erin with a shit-eating grin while she sings this, <laughs> thinking about like the Bastille falling, or like some other historical building that's on fire, being like, "Ha ha, you idiot! You think this is about feelings? Ha ha, fuck you!" Maybe because I definitely think it's all about feelings and have zero thought about the Bastille. Could be wrong. That's just the sense I get. It's like, ha ha. Could ha, be. Ha, ha, ha. I assume you know them better than I do, so I will trust your instincts. That's my top five of the people who are still in. So Glenn and Marison will be who I expect to be in the final round. We'll see how accurate that is. You know, Ben. You know, Mike. Your rankings weren't that far off from mine. Really? I mean, I guess it's, that's, that's sort of like statistically obviously should May, happen. Maybe I just, maybe I made that much of an impact on you, or maybe, uh, you know. Maybe it just, like, when it gets down to five, it's harder to fuck around. I mean, I think we just generally agree, honestly, in a lot of rankings. Yeah, when you have 20, we're going to be a lot more spread out. But I think you and I generally agree about things. We just argue because we're both dipshits who think we don't agree. Yeah, that's that's a good summary. That, I think, is us. That's the new ugly. That's what makes us ugly. Dang. Dang. Ranking the Romneys in- inside of that, from the bottom up, I actually think Invaluable Veggies is at the bottom this week. Again, we talked about it. I feel like Inflatable Veggies took a couple steps back from his most recent rounds. And we're yeah. ca- I feel like sort of all around we're in round like one, two era of of the song. And I'm just not... It's, this whole thing just fell flat for me. It feels like it should be a musical that just goes to a video game. The, the vocals are sort of secondary. I don't like 
I don't need them. Honestly, everything uh, in veggies, if you just like said, you know what, screw it, here's my throwaway, then great, I'm not gonna feel bad about this. But this feels like you kind of just said, eh, I'm gonna do a thing, and he just did a thing. Maybe you're really busy, maybe you just don't care anymore, whatever it is. And if you, if you put a lot of effort into this, I'm gonna feel really bad about it, but it just, it just feels like we're not. You, you did it. Wait. What do we always say? Pushes too many boundaries? It's not veggies, is it? It's, um. Cave Jones, thank you. Yeah, it's not that. Good. So, yeah, I just feel like this isn't. This isn't the. I don't know. It just feels like a regression. All right. And then I think my bottom. So, in the in the seven rank, I have veggies at seven. And then I have 73 at six. Escub at five. And then I have Berkeley at four. And then the top three stay the same. I, I need to hear Berkeley again anyway, because... Because you haven't heard him yet. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm often not the kind to utter The kindest of words. I feel like he's saying utter, but, but it sounds like utter. Like utter. Yeah. Utter. I don't know. I... It's not a Mondegreen song. <laughs> but my soul is pure. We could probably play with the. I, I could. We could fiddle around between 73, S Cub, and Berkeley on who who falls in what order there. We could fiddle some. But. And I, I get that this is a, a Romney, so I don't feel too bad saying this, but I also feel like this is a bit of a phone in. We've had a lot of. Berkeley's kind of in this similar vein. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I agree with the ranking, but. It's fine. Definitely feels like it doesn't have the polish on it. My top two stay the same, regardless. I think I think Glenn and, and Marison are the two I would put in the in the final round off of this song. If we went all historically and kid tittered every single round, I would probably have very different picks entirely. Yeah. Who if you, um, if you went historically based like off the top of my head, historically I would pick the ones that I like fanboy the most over. And so right now, the ones I can think of are S-Cub, Marison, and Wendy are the three that I like that I'd put in the final. If you gave me a half hour to like go through things and listen again and, and pick, I might. You know, I'd put Jerkatorium in the running for, for the final if we looked at everything way back when. I'd probably put K-Dwellers in the running for it. I might even put ROTR back in the running for it. Oh, yeah. I'd have to go back through and listen to everything. This round is not reflective of the band as a whole. No. And so this round, picking people who get to the final feels a little cheap. I agree with your sentiment. I feel cheated that this round is the last round before the final. And again, like a marathon, it's a challenge of endurance. I think this this is the round that people should have sprinted for and not been marathoning for. We're at the 100-yard line. You've got to be running your ass off to get to the finish line at this round, and no one did that. Everyone's still I back am, at the 200, 300 mark. I'm a little surprised that s-cub and marison and even 73 kind of laid back this round yeah i mean i, I am less surprised by like well, uh, i mean S-Cub I most that, of all because i was expecting s-cub to start sprinting i think he sprinted too soon I no, last, he, last no, week... no i mean like writing the song yes writing the song would have been hard but recording an acapella song is not that difficult when you are a, as skilled as Escub. He was probably doing it in one or two takes, just like bam, 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 two hours done. That would drive me insane if that's what he does. I'll throttle him. 
I mean, like, I would not doubt it. I feel like he put a lot of work and effort and pizzazz in last week. Had he saved that pizzazz for this week? Boom, done. Would yeah, I, I feel, if anything, it was emotional pizzazz. Everyone could have died out the emotion five notches hey, this week. I mean, Everyone yeah, across everybody, the board. Everybody's like, here's my thong. Yeah, I agree with you. But I am also saying that Marison was putting in so much effort while S-Cub was kind of treading water. Seems like throughout the competition, he has sort of stuck to drums, bass, and vocals. And he just seems to have the whole, his production setup, his mixing setup is to set and forget and not really have to deal with the minutiae. So I was expecting him to really bring that in, given that he had an acapella round. But I don't know. I think I, I only half disagree with your point. I think Marison also has been sort of treading water and taking easy. They feel like they've done a different-ish styles with a lot of the music, but all the quality's been mostly the same. If you're able to do that kind of quality every single week, then either A, you're oh, they're, playing they're, gifted. They're just, they're just that gifted, I think, or, yes. Or all of our contestants at this point are that gifted. True. But if I look at, like, Strange Lover and Flavor Legends, I feel like they have gotten progressively better and, like, markedly better as we've gone on week by week by week. Yeah. Marison and Eskab, I feel like, have pretty much, like, boom, here's my thing, and I'm doing my thing. And I have a couple of songs that, like, break out, but otherwise don't, like, markedly improve. They're just always kind of, like, at this really, like, I'm at this level, here I am. And, yeah, it's great. So, uh, therefore, I feel like they're both kind of treading water, and so I would expect more from them coming into this round. Yeah, well, okay. And they didn't do it. What? Okay, yes, but it's clear to me that Sam put in a lot of production effort in a lot of those songs. Marison had a lot of cool little ditties going on in the left ear and the right ear and like all all these weird instruments up and down the neighborhood. Whereas S Cub has kind of generally stuck to the bass, drums, and vocals. And so, yes, emotionally, no actual like menially. I imagine Sam has had to spend a lot more hours tracking on the computer and all that shit. That's all I'm saying. No, and that that very well might be very true. But as someone who's only had this whole song fight to listen to them and only done this song fight to listen to them, it's consistently been sort of the same level. So in a weird way, potentially he's put in a lot of work into every single round, but it's all paid off to the same level, and therefore it doesn't feel like they're getting any better or make any like market improvements. Right. So maybe in a weird backwards way, you should dial back the production value at the start and ramp up to your normal level at the end and you'll pay off a lot that better. That is exactly why I expected S-Cub to really come in this week and he kind of disappointed me in that. So maybe S-Cub is in the same boat and maybe we just assume he does everything he does intentionally and knock out a song in two hours and maybe it takes him 20 hours to do the same what he does now and maybe isn't as polished on the production levels. I mean, I I know that you did not hear those drum hits the way I heard them. No. But my God, I would not dismiss the notion of spending hours upon hours just programming those drums, getting that drum sound right. If he can phone that in quicker than five hours, six hours, good for him. But still, at that point, you just have drum. And maybe we're also either underestimating or overestimating the fact that they're a partnership. Harrison has two of them. Two people being involved with a thing makes it a lot harder than one person being involved with a thing. As I'm sure you have realized by doing most of our editing, that it's harder to do two voices than it is for one. I think it is, but they've been together a long time. They have it down. Sure, but it still might add more hours like, than the S-Cub. Sam was working in Berkeley's social scene, too. Dang. 
That's impressive. You can yeah. do two bands well, at once. And and Glenn with one or three ends was working in cave dwellers and Berkeley social scene. There's a lot going on in California, in other words. Apparently. Jeez. Cats and dogs living together. But <laughs> I do think in Marison, Sam does the majority of the production and all that. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron's just like, give where's the microphone? Let me bless into it my beautiful <laughs> vocals. Uh. Anyway, I think, I don't know if I have anything more to say, so that's my five and my seven. But the top two, Glenn and Marison, is who I expect to see in the next round. If anyone went beyond the call of duty, I feel like it was Glenn. Yeah, I think he worked he the He not only got the title in, in a memorable way, but he got the challenge in, in a memorable way. That's impressive to me. None of the other contestants did it that impressively, and he didn't make it cringeworthy. Do we have any business, uh... Before we do our outro bit, okay, we have, we have so a survey. We are going to post a survey with our podcast this week because next week we won't have a whole lot to record. We will have two songs. There will be one title. The title, Now Get Out. The challenge is Bring Your A-Game, which is the annual requirement for the final round. Right. Bring your fucking A-game. Do the best you can. Like, don't phone in this shit, people. If I hear three instruments, S-Cub, I'm going to be annoyed. Depends on what the song is, right? Don't do more than you need to. I I want to know something about them. Bring the mystery. Tease us with mystery. Like, what is an S-Cub? I don't know. You know what would be the the best song ever that I would totally not vote for the win, but would be just amazing if you got to this point and just did a poetry slam. One monologue track for three minutes, and that was your song. Just boom, done. No I mean, notes, no musical styles or phrasings. Just monologue for three minutes and boom. I have it on good information that if Marison gets into the final, they're going on their honeymoon Friday. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, well, maybe yeah. <laughs> All right. Whoever, uh, you know, gets into the final, I hope you have the time and the friends to pull it off. And if nothing else, just basically think of the worst things that have happened to you in your life and lay on the floor and cry so that the song Cubus can beat on your soul. So just be, um, just pull a Kelly Clarkson is what you're saying. Yeah. Actually, the judges don't matter anymore. The judges and the contestants vote. And we all have one vote. It's a democracy. Oh, damn. So it's just like... One of the it's a it's a bipartisan final round, huh? Yeah, maybe it gets political. I mean, I, I have mean, never I heard s- of it getting political, but I, I, think I doubt it will. I just, I, I suspect I many people have voted out of bitterness before, but I don't know. I you just, never know. So thought it's a binary vote. Thought of bi as two, and then partisan was the first word that came to mind. Clearly, S Cub has won more rounds than anybody else. So he seems like he's poised to enter the final. And then get the most bitter votes against him. <laughs> Let's do a recap of all the rounds real quick. Sure. Round zero, fingers crossed, Marison won. Round one, after you, S-Cub won. Round two, S-Cub was immune, Marison won. Round three, Marison was immune, S-Cub won. Round four, S-Cub was immune, and Berkeley social scene won. Good job, Berkeley. Take it. And round five, S-Cub won. So S-Cub has won or been immune in almost every round. I feel like we've got biased judges. And maybe. But again, I would not put S-Cub in the final. That is my 
honest opinion, based on this round, I would not make them. Looking at the winners here, only Marison, S-Cub, and Berkeley have won. And Berkeley's not even in this round, which is a shame. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see who is going to get out in the final round. Hopefully they bring some, some, some good a music. Game and not B game. Bring your A game. I That was where I, I failed last year. I find the challenges to be a little bit of a crutch. That would explain our conversation earlier today. I find the title to be a crutch, too. I think a lot of people find the titles to be a crutch, but the challenge is also a crutch. The title usually gets you thinking about a topic to sing about, and then the challenge is what kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. Oh. See, I think people would find the title to be a, a crutch, and then the challenge would be a thing they have to do half the time. Maybe half the time it does get them That's out. That's kind of what I said, but you just said it in a negative way. Yes, it is. Uh, so we have a, a survey link on our Twitter, right? Yeah, we're going to send out a, a survey link. It's both going to be on our Twitter and on our podcast description for this episode. We'll have a couple other links in there to, for example, my remix of Inflatable Veggies and, and to the of... other remix of Inflatable Veggies <sighs> and the Twitter video of me covering S-Cub from last week, S-Cub's Elevator Men. You got to find all the rich content in there, people. Lots, lots of rich content. Got to dig for that rich That's content. That's right, guys. You got you to gotta take this thing and tell your two friends and, and dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we really want to know where to take the podcast. Because Nurein is ending. We only have two songs. What are we going to do next week? I don't know. That's what it... It's going to be a 10-minute podcast, maybe 12 minutes if you have some stupid opinion. I don't know. Our stupid opinions cover like an hour of this hour and a half podcast. Don't even pretend they don't. But for reals, we would really appreciate it because we don't know what to do with ourselves. What are we going to do? Twiddle our thumbs? Otherwise, you know what's going to happen is we're going to shut this down. We're going to have my house demolished we're going to i'm going to sell all of my recording equipment and and microphones and everything to some bum on the street so he can make his hip-hop rendition of taylor swift's latest album and that's you know that's fine but if i should keep it you gotta let me know gotta let me know all you need is love man with that pontificating we'll see you next time We song love you long time? We song love you. Long time. Long time. There we go. Sort of. We need unison. We don't need unison. Ah, man. I'm excited for next week, though. I'm excited. I'm most excited to find out if people agree with my rankings for the first time. Every other week I've been like, hey, whatever. I mean, you, you could go to the website and see the rankings, but you shouldn't. I mean, I won't. I won't. When, when you hit stop and we're done recording, I might, because then it won't matter anymore. But yeah. I'm impressed by your rankings. I think I think really? I tainted you. Maybe I've tainted you. Maybe because I think our first couple rounds, you were like, "Screw you, Ben. You're the worst." Or you've tainted me. <sighs> what if it. you've colored I like that. my opinion? I like that better. We're gonna go with that. Makes me feel better about myself. imagine totally random if people actually heard us and our world takes for two minutes because i was just thinking about clown bacon for like a hot minute and i don't know why but that would just be the weirdest thing for to hear like that rant about clown bacon <laughs>